Hey everyone, welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. This Round is two. Evan and, and Nate. Nate. We are here, we are ready, and we're excited to talk about the twos. However, there is something that I want to kick us off with real quick. Yeah, please do. We need a better name for the podcast, right? I thought you had a name originally. No. Like right now, when they search it, it's Faith Church Sermons. Mm-hmm which this isn't a sermon, so we got to change that. But what if we had an actual name for the podcast? Do you have any ideas? You suggested last week, Amateur Hour. I did. Amateur Hour, I thought, would be so fitting for what Uh, we're doing here. Well, we're definitely amateurs. But I think it'd be cool, though, if our audience went on Facebook and when we post this podcast on Facebook, in the comment section, give us some ideas for a podcast name. Absolutely. That sounds great. cool. So who are our guests today? Well, today with me on my right is Judy Gabbard, office manager, a.k.a. office mom. Mm. Awesome. And on Nate's left. Man, I don't have an introduction like that. I'm Courtney Knopf. (laughs) I am the children's ministry coordinator at our DeWitt campus. Nice. I don't have like a nickname, not office mom or anything. Court. Just court. We'll give you one soon. Thanks. I love nicknames. I'll, I'll work on that. Please do. That's awesome. Well, hey, we uh, they're here with us because you guys are twos on the Enneagram, which is pretty awesome. So <laughs> real quick, why don't you guys just give us a quick, 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 we've already tried to do the intro like the five summer, different really. times. Oh, well, we're rolling. Uh, <laughs> Judy, we'll start with you. Like, Just tell us a, a little bit uh, kind of about yourself, your history here at Faith Church, stuff like that. Um, I have been attending Faith Church for probably 20-some years, 20-plus. I've been on staff for 15 years. Um, yeah, I love Faith Church. I love the people here, and I love being a part of this body. How about you, Courtney? How long have you been attending Faith Church? Ooh, uh, probably like close to two years, a year and a half. I'm not really sure. Something like that. So long anywhere, time. Yeah. A really? Like a I've been here a long years. time. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, so what's it like being a two for you guys? Exhausting. Yes. But... I love being a two. I love helping other people. I love doing for other people. Um, it actually brings you joy to see other people's joy. So I don't know. What does Courtney think? Yeah, I agree. It, it's good. It's great. <laughs> I love it, but it is exhausting. Yeah. I have an internal conflict all the time going on. That. Well, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about like what a two is? Just in case someone, one of our listeners, missed the the sermon on Sunday, just you know, in a minute, tell us your understanding of a of a two. What makes you a two? So twos are helpers or givers. Also, another name for them. Are I'm excited. You got really excited. Befrienders. I, mm-hmm. Because I like that one. Um, I see myself as a helper, but um, I think I like making connections with people more than helping. So I like that name. So you don't like to help. I do like to help. <laughs> okay. Right. But I use helping as a tool to make people like me and nice. build connections with people. To make them like you. Yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds don't great. make it sound bad. <laughs> cool. Anything you would add, Judy? Um, no. I like that answer. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for approving. <laughs> Thank you for liking me. <laughs> I feel like there's a connection already, guys. Yeah, it's great. So what are a couple things that stood out to you guys from the sermon yesterday? Well, um, one thing that Pastor Kirk said was talking about how twos are easily distracted. And I was actually very distracted when he said that. So I felt very called out. He did not know he was calling me out, but he was. You tuned back in at that point. Yes, I did. I did. Um, because I was just thinking about what was going on in the Faith Kids Wing. I don't make it into service all that often. So I was just thinking about what was going on then. And so I was like, oh, no, he's So why right. did it bug you? Why did what bug me? That, that um, description, being distracted. Because that's not good to be distracted, especially when, you know, you're in church. But it was true for you, apparently? It was true. <laughs> At the time, sure. I was a little distracted. Sure. Judy, you get distracted or no? Um, yeah. What's that over there? Oh, um, Squirrel. No, That's Taylor um, with a man bun. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, he is sitting here with a man bun again. <laughs> I'm I like liking it, Taylor. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, okay. It's not my first choice for you. He's making faces at me, but it's fine. And I love the fact it bugs Evan, so I'm pro. <laughs> Sorry, Judy, not to cut you off. We got distracted. Uh, so, yeah, so you, we, maybe see, we're maybe twos. Too. We're twos. Um, what stood out to me in the sermon? Um, well, since I have the privilege of reading the notes beforehand, before the sermon, um, I already knew in my head that it was going to be two, and that before I read his notes, I knew he was going to use the story of Martha and Mary. Mm. And um, I am so guilty of being Martha, almost um, to the fact of um, when I have guests over or company or family, when everybody leaves and I sit down, I'm like, I don't know if I talked to such and such, or I don't know if I had a long conversation. So then you feel like guilty about not... Um, having that conversation or making them feel as comfortable or welcomed. Um, but, yeah. So what do you do to combat that? And is this something that you catch yourself doing often? Or is it like, like what do you do? I mean, I know you host a ton. I know you help people out a ton, all that stuff. And so, like, first of all, is that happening a lot to you? And second of all, like, what do you do to combat that? Um, I don't sleep. Um I, pr I try to prepare ahead of time. Like when I know I have people coming over, I'll spend three hours in the kitchen before they get there. Just so like when they walk in the door, I can spend time with them and have everything ready. Um, or when I know I have people coming to stay for the weekend, I'll do all kinds of extra stuff prior just to make sure I'm ready for them. So yeah, just preparing ahead of time. Um, Let's go over to you, Courtney. Uh, Pastor Kirk in his sermon yesterday talked a lot about how twos need to take time for their own needs. Uh, first of all, is that true for you? And second, how are you doing that? It is true. I think it is very important, but I don't know that I do it well. Um, so, yeah, I feel guilty here. Um, I, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Well, then what, what, I mean, what should you do? Well, logically, you should be taking care of yourself, like mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, 
but it's hard to put myself first a lot when I know there's other people I could be helping. And, um, yeah, like I, I feel guilty if I try to work on myself when I could be helping someone else work on themselves, whether they really want me to or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love your facial expressions. It's a shame they can't see. <laughs> so the plane analogy would not ring true for you guys in the sense of like if um, you're flying in a plane and there's turbulence, um, the whole idea is put oxygen on yourself first in order then to help somebody else because if you pass out, obviously you can't help anybody. Would that be a sign of a two? Like just that reaction to say, I'm going to go help immediately instead of putting the action mask on yourself? Yes, we would yeah. make sure every passenger had on the mask before we had our own on, <laughs> right. holding our breath the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that something like subconscious for you? Because when he was talking yesterday, I was like, it feels like there's like an outing of the two. Even in the book, it felt a little bit like that. Like it was a little harsh towards you guys. And I love the fact that you have such a in tune um, like focus for other people's needs. But is that something you even realized about yourself, that you're not meeting your needs or that you're not even prioritizing those at all? No, I, I didn't realize. There's so much that I'm reading about myself that's like, oh, yeah, that is, that's me. But I didn't realize that's why I was doing it. Yeah, it just comes natural. Like you just see a need, so you meet the need. And sometimes um, the only way it's like as a disadvantage is then you like you see the need and you meet the need but then sometimes you can be critical with other people because you're like can't they see the need Mm -hmm. like you know so then that's can be unhealthy because then you're judging somebody else or criticizing because they don't see the need so kind of like going through this whole process has helped me to understand other people that I see the need but they might not see the need so, but it just comes natural. Like you just want to do it. I think the craziest thing, one thing that happened to me just recently is that I was in a family dollar and they were stocking shelves and I had all I could do not to stop and help them stock the shelves. <laughs> it was driving me insane that they had all this work to do and nobody was going to help them. So my sister's like, keep shopping. And <laughs> she talked through her teeth to you? Yes, she does. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this, Judy. Um, Obviously, we know that there is a need for everybody to take care of themselves in every aspect, and um, twos tend to be the ones that struggle the most with that. But, I mean, I know you well. I know that you're a very wise, mature person. How do you take care of yourself in those ways? How do you make sure that you're doing that? First thing in the morning. Like, I I usually, anything I have to do for myself, I do a.m., before the world starts, because then I know it'll get done. I've went through seasons in my life where I don't do it first thing in the morning, and then it doesn't get done, and then at night you're just exhausted, so you don't do it. So for me to stay healthy and do the things that I should do, like listen to you know, God's Word or read God's Word, um, exercise, whatever you do for yourself, first thing in the morning, and then that way it gets done for the day. Yeah. I completely agree. That's what I was, I was thinking about that before I came here today. Um, I was, I just started um, getting back into like journaling and like my, having a prayer journal and all that. I'm like, if I did not do this in the morning, I don't know that I would do it. And even when I would work out, I would do it first thing in the morning um, because, yeah, you want to help other people and get in, involved in their lives. And so you kind of put yourself on the back burner. So, yeah, 
I agree. Yeah, one thing that I know that you do, Judy, is on your way into work, you'll throw on, you know, a, a sermon, a podcast, something from Right Now Media, um, something like that, just on your way into work because you have like a 20-minute commute. Yep. I, I love Right Now Media. And actually, I was chuckling to myself because like even that, I try to help other people because when I'm listening to it, I'll be like, oh, they could really use this. This would be awesome for them to listen to. So even when you're feeding yourself, you're thinking of how it could benefit somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just it's a natural thing. It's not like, oh, yay, Judy. It's just something that comes just totally natural. Yeah. Did you know um, Kirk Proctor is featured on Right Now Media now? He is? His sermons. Oh, I did not know that. That's awesome. No, I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, flat. I'm like, what sermon series? I was really hoping you got to just excited. That was kind of mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was rude. Sorry, um, Pastor Kirk. But one thing that I love that Judy does is we have these little business cards with our Right Now Media info on it, like how to get plugged in. And again, it's a completely free resource. And so Judy constantly comes to me and is like, can I get another stack of those cards? I handed them all out. And so... Again, that's just the helper in her. She's going around handing out right now media cards to people. It's awesome. So um, how do you see the evil one using your um, desire to help against you? Have you guys ever thought about that? And that might take a minute. Let that soak in for just a minute. Because I think at the core of this, your desire to help people comes out of a very positive, genuine, even compassionate place that you have. And that is sweet. So it's almost like a a little bit of a conundrum in the, how it, how it kind of twists around because it can be a bad thing at certain times. So how have you just seen the enemy get in there and kind of mess that up for you? Um, I don't know about for Courtney, but for me, um, he uses guilt. Um, like kind of wants you to think that, oh, you can do everything on your own and not through God and that like your strength doesn't come from him. It comes from you personally. Um, but just like through guilt, and then if you don't get everything done, or um, like other people's happiness relies upon you, so if you can't cheer this person up, or you can't deliver that meal, or you can't like kind of like failure type thing, like if if that doesn't happen, then he uses guilt on me anyway, like just makes you feel guilty about stuff that you don't get done. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I feel like I battle with just not being good enough. All of the time, um, being like unworthy of anything really good. And um, I kind of have the mentality that I have to give in order to get. And like, that's just, it's unachievable. It's unattainable to live that way because I, I can't give enough to make myself feel like I deserve um, anything good. And that's not from God. That's not God's word. So I know that's the enemy. I'm telling me that. So when you get attacked that way, the the two of you, um, I mean, is it easily recognizable? Oh, this is an attack, or does it take you just a little bit before you realize? Oh, never mind, man. I'm listening to a lie from the enemy. Um, for me personally, yes. Now, um, like when I was younger, probably not. Um. I always felt like overcommitted, exhausted, and now like I know when to say no, I know when to say yes to things, and then I do recognize the enemy ever since I had my prayer session, plug in for the prayer session, Mm -hmm. Um, but just that I can recognize that and know that that's not God's voice, that's not God telling me that, that God says I'm 
you know, righteous in his eyes. So like I can recognize it now, but prior years past, no. I am. I'm just now starting to see it. I didn't really realize Nate has made me ask myself questions that I would never ask myself. Um, And so I think I have been just um, letting the enemy attack me, just not meaning to. I didn't realize it was even happening. Um, But now that I'm seeing it, I am um, starting to recognize it more. Um, I I wrote something down that made me uh, think of this. Um, if I believe that God is who he says he is, um, how can I not believe that I am who he says I am? Did that make sense? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think Nate actually said something sort of like that to me before. And um, I've just really held on to that. So I'm still working on it. But Yeah, that's awesome. I think we all are. Um, so when you guys look back uh, over your life, how have you seen you being a two help you? And how have you seen it kind of hurt you in some ways? So take a take a you know twenty thousand foot elevation picture of your life. Or thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Thirty five thousand. The exact amount doesn't matter. Okay. because um, I don't know. I don't know what that should be, but yeah. yeah. I um I think it's helped me build and maintain friendships because a twos see the world in like through relationships. Like I want to have a good relationship with everyone. And so once I have a friendship, like I will do everything I can just to keep that forever. Actually, I'll call out my mom right now. She told me when I was in elementary school, she's like, you won't have these friends forever. Like this group of friends, we are still best friends. <laughs> take that mom. Yeah. Take gonna that mom. To I'm going to tell her to now. <laughs> listen to this mom. What's her first name? Sherry Powell is her Sherry. name. Sherry. Call so out to you know Sherry. What? Call her Shout out. out. Sherry, but not in a good way. <laughs> uh, Cheryl actually is her name. Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl. That sounds Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> you take are that, wrong. Cheryl. <laughs> she will love this. <laughs> Hi, Cheryl. Yeah, We'd love I've to never meet met you, you sometime. You seem nice, Cheryl. Well, I don't know. Based off of what Courtney <laughs> just said about her mom. Kind of roasted her. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> just kidding. You sound lovely. Yeah. Anyway. What about you, Judy? Um, I don't know, like, how it's helped me. I, I like what Courtney says about relationships. Like, you do have great relationships with people. And being a helper actually brings you joy. Like, people think, oh, I don't want to do that for people. But, like... When you make other people happy, it also makes you happy. So, like, that's that's a great thing, you know. Like, you get to experience their joy by making them happy. So, um, yeah. Um, how has it not benefited me? Probably it just can be exhausting. Um, I call it my pity train, and I ride it around the track one time and get off. But um, sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. You're like, oh, my gosh, can't they see my needs? Or doesn't anybody want to give me a break, you know? And um, that's what I always call I hop on my pity train, ride around the track once, and then I hop off because I don't like to be there. <laughs> so, um, But that's probably like the disadvantage in my life that I've seen. Like you just can feel sorry for yourself every now and then. So... Um, how has your type, type two, that sounds like diabetes. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need a shot. <laughs> yeah. It is a serious uh, problem, but how has your type two personality, Enneagram, um, helped you and held you back at times? 
So basically, what are the strengths and some, what are the weaknesses that you've noticed? Um, strengths, I think, like the other day I heard something because like sometimes you'll see somebody's gifts or skills and you'll be like, oh man, I wish I could sing like that or oh man, I wish I had that. But then um, I heard someone say, I'm not, wonder- I'm not super great at one thing. I'm great at a lot of things. And I think helpers tend to be great at a lot of things because you can see, like, and you can do a lot of, like, little tasks, like, behind-the-scene type stuff, but it's not that one great thing that you're good at. Um, What was the other question? Just strengths and then weaknesses. Weaknesses. Um, What do you think, Courtney? What's Mm -hmm. our weaknesses? Well, for me, I don't know, Judy. You're better than than I am. Tell her what I'm Um, weak at. (laughs) For me, I— Is this for Judy? No. Oh, okay. No. I just want to make sure. Judy, make sure you're trying listening. to help her. No. Courtney's I, calling us out right I'm now. I'm not. <laughs> I am not really like a risk taker unless, I don't know, I'm kind of easily influenced. So if I'm with a number that's risky, like I might go for something risky. What's a risky number? I, sevens are probably kind of risky. Fun yeah. country? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, you no. got us kicked out of a math class in college. Well, it's because YouTube, risky. we had it available That's, in front of us. Yeah, no, we'll share that story sometime. <laughs> okay. But for me, I, I don't even know what I have like missed out on um, because of my type. Because I don't generally, it's not in my nature to take risk um, because I have like a fear of rejection. So I don't know. I could have missed out on like a really, like a lot of cool opportunities. Like this podcast, for example, a part of me was like, just say you don't want to do it. Just don't do it because uh, it's kind of scary, um, but I'm glad I did. Um, but yeah, I think I, there's a lot of things that I don't do and I don't say because I'm afraid of like it being rejected, I guess. You really enjoyed doing announcements at the DeWitt campus, right? It was like my favorite thing to do ever. <laughs> I wish I could do it every Sunday. Oh, I'll write that down. No, I'm just kidding. That's, it was very scary. Here, I, sw- I had a lot of sweat on the mic. <laughs> Uh, if anyone saw that, I apologize. I'm really nice. I came off really monotoned and scary. <laughs> How are you scary? My voice. I don't know. Is everyone scared right Can't now? Be. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So how about for you, Judy? Do you agree? Strengths, weaknesses. Strengths? Good at a lot of things. You're um, nice. Nice. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Don't ask Brandy. Um, weaknesses, I think you miss out on things. Like, I think you miss out on deeper conversations because you're in the kitchen cleaning mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's some of the things you can just miss out on, like, sitting at Jesus' feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that is so true because you can just miss out on that. And then once it's over, it's over. You can't get it back. Mm-hmm. So... Now that I have grandchildren, I'm better at that. I let the dishes sit and, like, go play or, like, that kind of stuff. So I think the older you get, the better you get at that. Not that I'm old or anything, but you get wiser. Um, So there's so much that we just uh, don't touch on when it comes to the sermons on Sundays because the Enneagram is just so deep and it goes so many different directions, like what your wings and are and what what you're – doing when you're healthy or unhealthy. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. <clears throat> and if you're have, a two, you're distracted. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've established that yeah, for we sure. Um, 
See, now you're distracting me. Where's that? What were you going to say? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I'm, I'm back. I think. Hold on. You lost it again. Yeah. <laughs> he totally looked at the wall. It's gone. Hold, went, on. hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Talking about wings. No, it was before that. Oh, I got it. I got here it. Here it is. Here it is. Here Don't it is. say anything. Stop. Okay. We're back. Here we go. Um, so I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I want to just see if it, it, it if you guys can, you know, uh, if this resonates with you. Um, specifically for Christian women, a type two is the most misdiagnosed Enneagram type for Christian women because they feel like that's who they need to be rather than this is who God designed them to be. Um, so, so have you guys, first of all, heard that before? And second of all, how do you know then for sure that you are in fact a two and not just like trying to live up to what, you know, Christian women are quote unquote, you know, expected to be, to, to do and be like, I have heard that before. Um, but I, I truly believe I'm a two because like our core is our desire or want is just to be loved. And man, that hits so, so hard for me. That's all I want. I just want to be liked. I want to be loved. Um, it sounds just pitiful to say it, but <laughs> I just want you to love That's me. Awesome. We love you. Thanks. Yeah. I love you guys too. I love all of you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Judy? How do you know that you're a two? Um, I took the test twice, both times it came out too. Um, and then this Sunday I had a whole row of family and they all kept looking at me and they all confirmed I am a two. <laughs> yeah. Pat me on the shoulder. That's yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that we certainly question for either one of you, but it is just an interesting thing to note that that is the most misdiagnosed Enneagram personality type. Uh, because when people answer the questions, um, they they almost like put in like this should be the right answer versus this is what it is for me. And that's always a key when you take any type of personality test. You don't put in the what you think should be the right answer. You put in what is the right answer for you. And that obviously should bring deeper understanding of who you are and how God wired you. But yeah, let's dive into wings and stuff like Healthy that. and unhealthy. So wings are something that we haven't really talked about from the stage, only because it's just taking the Enneagram a little bit deeper. And uh, wings can be a little bit um, confusing at times. Wings are simply, if you are um, diagnosed, it sounds medically, but if you're diagnosed as a two, uh, your wing would be one above or one below. So just from what you have been reading in the books, I know you guys have spent some extra time with this test. Have you figured out your wing or what your wing could possibly be? Because we also know life changes or life experiences can also change a wing. So it's not as stagnant as your main type two number. Yes. I think I've, I've been both wings at different yeah times in my life. Right now, I think I'm a little bit of a wing one because um, I have like a notebook in front of me. I've listed out all the things that I thought we were going to talk about. Which, just to remind our listeners, one is perfection. Yes. You know, wanting to make sure everything is done right. And right. then a three, yes. which Don't could be, be the other wing for a two, a three is achiever. So they're mm-hmm. always trying to get things done versus doing things perfectly. Right. And I, I've definitely been that too. I think uh, like in my teenage years, I was more of a wing three. I didn't care like how my homework was finished as long as it was. Um, but now, no, I want to do everything right ask a billion questions because I'm still learning this job and I don't want to do anything wrong. So I think I'm definitely a wing one right now. 
You have stickers in your calendar. I do have stickers. Yeah. For labeling things. It's really nice. Yeah. It's nice. It feels oh. good to label. That's definitely one. Review, <laughs> <laughs> Judy. I am a wing three. I love perfectionist people. I have them in my life. I married one and they do things amazing and that's good enough for me. I <laughs> look at a picture with my head tilted and I say, yeah, that's straight. Um, but I am an achiever. I got to get, get, get it done. And I'm going to get a lot done in a little bit of time. Mm. And it might not be perfect, but it's done. You like to check things off? Oh, yeah. I love checking things off. I yeah. have a checklist in my office right now. Yeah. I got three things done so far today. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's now jump into another area that we don't touch on Sunday mornings. And that's what uh, that Enneagram type does when they're relaxed or healthy and then where they go when they're unhealthy or sometimes called stressed. And so a, a two, when they're healthy, they go to a four, which is the individualist. They love being unique. They love putting their own flair on things and being creative. And then when they're unhealthy, they go to an eight. Look out. Uh, <laughs> which uh, sometimes is called the influencer. The challenger. The challenger. They're people who love um, aggression. They well, love to yell. <laughs> they love rage. <laughs> no, no, we're going to backpedal a little bit off of that. Upset all of they our They carry here. bats around. <laughs> <laughs> they tailgate. Um, it's crazy. Don't they use get their blinker when they turn. Um, <laughs> no, they uh, they love to just influence the people around them. They love to a little bit of control when they're unhealthy there. Um, so how do you guys see yourselves when you're relaxed, going to a four where you're artsy, creative, um, really in tune with mm. your emotions? Fours can be comfortable. It's one of the unique um, types that they can be very comfortable just being sad. Yeah, I don't get it. That is so foreign to me. How about you? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Emotions are just weird in general. <laughs> right. So that four healthy, though, is beautiful, but it's also challenging. So we're, how do you guys see yourselves go into four when you're relaxed or eight when you're stressed out? I was actually just talking to Taylor about this the other day. Um, I can, and when I think I'm pretty healthy, I can sit down and be like, I'm going to listen to this song and I know it's going to make me sad, but mm. I'm choosing to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> he could totally relate. Um, and so, so weird. Yeah, why would you but do I, that? But I like to. I like to. I don't, sure. It's good to feel. Mm. I'm, I'm in the heart triad. I, I want to feel. Even if it's sad, sometimes it's okay. It feels good to be sad. No, I, no I'm sure that's <laughs> ringing true for many of the listeners. That's yeah. just weird to people in the head triad. <laughs> what about you, Judy? Do you like to be sad? No, I don't like to be sad, but my four is more of a crazy four. Like, I don't care what people think or say. I just want to have fun and I'll mess with the person in the grocery store or like do something silly or yeah, that's kind of my four. Just. Are you creative? Yeah, I can be creative. Yeah. yeah Think like of different things. Um, one of the things about the two is when they get unhealthy, they can become an intense eight, even more than a regular eight. Have you guys seen that in your life? I mean, I can't lie. I'm in church. <laughs> You've been um, called out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can be mean, like <laughs> aggressive, all the horrible <laughs> things you were saying. Yeah. When I'm in like stress, when I'm stressed out, it can get bad. 
Disney World. Let me tell you about Disney World. Oh, I'd love to hear. This sounds like a great story. <laughs> when I'm at Disney World, I am so unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because we have to do all the things. We have oh. to, we have fast passes. We got to get there. I mean, don't walk slow. <laughs> have you ever cussed <laughs> out Mickey Mouse? <laughs> no, no, no. no maybe. Okay, so maybe, it doesn't cross that line. No. Just no. the princesses. No, no. We love them. It's the people that are with me that need to step it up. (laughs) Come on, guys. We are here for Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I can can definitely be a controller for sure. How about you, Judy? Um, Yeah. I have the nickname Mama Bear. Um, So, like, that's when my claws come out. Like, if you mess with somebody of my family or something like that, I can be... One of my unhealthy stage can be just protection mode. I thought it was because um, you like hibernate. I wish. <laughs> oh. Are you kidding? Remember, we do things. <laughs> Hibernation season. Uh, but, yeah, I um, can be... When I'm unhealthy, I feel like I can just be more agitated or things can irritate me more of just that... Not that eights are like that, but when you're an unhealthy two, it can come across like that because that's not your normal demeanor. Right. It's like Kirk has pointed out each week that we all have our own like core sin and things that we struggle with in that number. Um, and so like that's where the unhealthy part goes to is that sinful, that that dark area of that personality type. So, yeah, I don't think you're calling out eights by saying something like that. It's just like, no, when you're unhealthy, that's the part that you're going to pull from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, any other questions, thoughts, anything else you guys want to say? I love a good story. I love like just what's a good story that when you read the description of a two and then you're thinking back, what's one thing that like pops in your mind saying that is me to a T and share that example. Um, I think this is also the unhealthy <laughs> part of me though. That's great. Um, it's also from Disney world. Oh, we're going back this to is, Disney. It sounds like a dark time. Disney this is, is the best. Just like her sitting in that sad song <laughs> right now. It's the best She's of like, times and the worst, the worst of the stories. Times. Like, hold on, hold on. You go to the most magical place yes. where Disney and Donald coexist sure. and you turn into an aggressive eight. Because we all need to have as much fun as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you will have fun. Yes. Um, so let me tell you a little story. Uh, I was there with my mom and some of her friends. Cheryl? And Jared. Yes, Cheryl. Okay. Um, and uh, Jared and I had been dating for a while, and I thought, he's like, okay, he's probably going to propose soon, um, but whatever. It was like 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, so we had a fast pass <laughs> to Peter Pan's flight. And if you know anything about Disney, that's a long line. So we're late. We have to go. My mom's like, oh, our friends want to get a picture in front of the castle. I'm like, we don't have time for that. <laughs> we have to get to our fast pass. So she's like, no, 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 we have to. So I am mad. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm like, you guys are just, you know, what? no, mean, no good. Yeah. You're not being logical here. Okay. So 
we take our picture. Then Jared starts like moving. It's just me and Jared. I'm like, what are you doing? Just hold still so we can get this picture so we can go. And then he proposes. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, I've been so mean. We don't have time for this, honey. <laughs> yeah. He just starts no. moving. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> I mean, I was very happy. Of course, I said yes. I was elated. I was right now, Jared. Stand back up. (laughs) Put your hands in your pockets. Fast, fast line. (laughs) We gotta go. (laughs) No, it was beautiful and magical, and it was in front of the castle. And Jason Derulo was singing. Can you feel the love tonight? It was just a wonderful time. But you know what? We still made it to Peter Pan's flight. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, we made it. Um, yeah, so, but prior, yeah, the, the lead up to the proposal was my unhealthy, that's not, that's not nice. Yeah, but I'm stressed. Judy, you got a good story? Oh, not to top that. <laughs> you kidding me? My mean Try side. Here we go. Um, I don't know. Like, I think since all of this, I just like can re- totally relate and see myself in so many scenarios of just wanting to be the helper my whole entire life of just meeting other people's needs, whether it's physical, emotional, um, you know, stomach wise. I always joke because when my grandkids see my face, they always say, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um And they like, I say, what do I look like? A meal ticket? Um, But just like, I, even on staff here, I know everybody's favorites, like, and like, I want to make that. Um, I don't ever make spinach dip without thinking of Evan. Um, So good. (laughs) So it's just, I don't know. I think it's just my life. I don't know if I have any good stories of like proposal because I asked Brandy to marry me. So, um, oh, tell us that. (laughs) Yeah. You asked Brandy to marry you. Yeah. Was it while Jason Derulo was singing? And no, it wasn't was at Disneyland, and we were, <laughs> didn't have a fast winning. pass. Maybe we did have a fast pass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no. I just we had been dating a while, and I'm like, so are we going to get married or not? And he said, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> kind of like our whole last 35 years. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. It's okay, beautiful. honey. It's beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to do this thing we or not? I know. That's pretty much what I was like. <laughs> Awesome. So one last thing for me, um, if you have other things, great. But um, I just want to ask this last thing. F- um, oh, oh, is this bad? Okay, good. All right. We're going to move on. I'm going to just ask this last question. How would you encourage a two? Knowing what you know today, going through all the examples and, and thinking through the chapter and sermon yesterday. Um, that was yesterday, right? Today's Monday. Yep. Um, we just, how would you encourage those twos out there? Um, I would say know your limits. Um, don't feel like you have to say yes to everything. Um, and that's fine not to say yes to everything and just learning your limits of what you can and can't do. Cause when you go over your limits, then you feel frustrated yourself. And then I don't feel like you are the servant God wants you to be. I feel like then you're an irritated servant and not like, you know, it's not, that's not pleasing in God's eyes to be like, irritated by serving him so i think just knowing your limits it's okay to say no to things and um yeah that's what my best advice is and you don't have to say you're sorry all the time (laughs) courtney i feel like that's directed towards me um 
I, I agree with Judy. I, I'm still learning so much about myself, just to be honest. And so um, Judy's been giving me a ton of great advice since she's a fellow too. Um, but yeah, just just take care of yourself. And it's, it's not selfish. I mean, don't, don't only focus on yourself, but it's okay to spend some time working on yourself. It's great. healthy and it's good for other people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, <clears throat> I mean, we want to wrap up this time by always reminding people that, you know, this is just a tool. Um, your identity rests in Christ and Christ alone and and nothing else. And so um, if the Enneagram doesn't ring true for you, man, awesome. Celebrate that. If it does, awesome. Celebrate that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a tool to use. You're more than a number. Yeah. So. If you have any complaints, email Kirk. <laughs> Pastor Kirk <laughs> at Faith Church. At. What? Kirk at wearefaithchurch.com. Oh, there you go. There it is. There it any is. Subject line, complaint, cool. capitalized. There Anything you want to end with, Nate? No, I'm good. This is fantastic. Thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you. I, I love having you on the team. I um, love spending time with you guys. It's been great for this. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. Remember, Jesus loves you. Amen. <laughs>